0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 24th of January, 2024. Flyers have now lost three straight games. Will it cost them in the standings? We'll discuss that and much more. Flyers Daily, as always, presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Obviously, a lot of uh, big stories regarding the Flyers yesterday. And uh, we're going to start before we even get to the game uh, with some of the big stories and obviously the roster moves and fallout thereof. We've got a statement from the Flyers and General Manager Danny Briere yesterday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon that read as follows. Carter Hart has requested and been granted an indefinite leave of absence, citing personal reasons. The club will have no further comment at this time. So for Carter Hart, obviously not available for last night's game. And uh, we'll see exactly what that means, how long he will not be available for. It opens up an opportunity, obviously, for Samuel Erson to carry the load and uh, be the top goaltender right now in the organization as long as Hart is not available. And we're not going to speculate on where that goes or the reasoning behind it. Uh, As we get information, we will discuss. Uh, But the Flyers uh, make that statement yesterday and the roster ramifications they're obvious you're gonna to have to make a move you have to bring a goalie up and they do exactly that they call up cal peterson and they place owen Tippett on injured reserve so obviously a couple things uh, cal peterson is the the backup goaltender right now for the flyers uh, we'll see if they go to felix anstrom at some point or that remains cal peterson uh, we'll see how that part of the equation plays out. Obviously, both of those goaltenders, Felix Sandstrom and Cal Peterson, uh, to be reassigned to the American Hockey League would have to pass through waivers. But with Cal Peterson's contract, it's obviously far more unlikely he would be claimed on waivers than maybe Felix Sandstrom. Uh, as far as Owen Tippett going on injured reserve, that also allowed the Flyers to call up Ulay Lixell, uh, who got a much more prominent role in last night's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, getting an opportunity to play with um, uh, some players that can make plays and bring out some offense in his game. John Tortorella spoke yesterday with the media and talked about Lixell about uh, when he saw him earlier this year, he thought he was too safe. He does not want him to play safe. He wants him to drive offense, and driving offense sometimes comes with risk. Uh, So he wants to see that out of Lixell. We'll see where that goes going forward as well. As for the game last night, it was one of those games that I will point to as a shining example of quality in scoring chances is always better than quantity of scoring chances. Flyers outshot Tampa in the game 32 to 22. I think Tampa only had seven shots in the first period, two of them went in. And it's just like Saturday's game against Colorado. In the first period, the first two goals that Colorado scored, even four of the five Colorado goals, maybe even all five, were high-quality scoring chances. And this game against Tampa resembled that. And it's one of those situations where, yeah, you can look at the raw numbers. You can look at the fact that Tampa had 22 goals and scored six goals in the game. Only four were while Sam Harrison was in the net and go, okay, that's not a good goalie performance. Goalies' job is to make saves. You outshot them, and they scored more than you. But when you look at the goals, the context of the goals, and you want to look at if the goalie should have stopped it or not, boy, the four goals that Sam Harrison let in in this game, I don't know that he had a chance and you-know-where to make a save on any of the four. Any of them. The first goal of the game, Tampa scores it early in this one. Braden Point, a minute 46 in, is on the back door. There's a coverage breakdown. He sneaks in behind uh, the Flyers' defense. And he kind of rotates to his backhand to get his stick in the middle of the ice. Provides a target perfectly for Crozier, who has the slap pass perfectly deflected into the back door uh, by Braden Point. Sam Harrison got no chance on that. He has to respect the shot of Crozier. Because if he doesn't, he'll get beat with the shot. And he has to respect the shot and have the confidence that the back door is covered. In this case, it wasn't. Braden Point opens the scoring. It's one nothing Tampa. Then after a Tampa power play had just expired, uh, Kucherov uh, picks up a loose puck. It gets to Radish. And Kucherov spins from the middle of the ice after he gets rid of the puck. Spins over just below the top of the circle as Brandon Hagel gets the puck. And just like that second goal in the Colorado game, that low-to-high play from below the circle, cross-ice pass one-timer, I I called it one of the most dangerous scoring chances, type of scoring chance in the NHL, you see it here again. Hagel gets the puck, wires it across ice to Nikita Kucherov, who one-times it and beats Sam Harrison. He's got no chance. He is literally traveling, rotated on his right post, has to completely rotate his body and come all the way across. And as fast as that pass is going and the one-time shot is perfect, your goalie doesn't have a chance. There's no chance. And Kucherov picks up his 29th goal of the season. Then we pick it up in the second period, 224 in. This time Tampa on the power play. Kucherov picks up another one and no chance for Sam Harrison. Braden point, Stamkos with the assist. Top power play in the league cashes in once again. They're clicking at 30%. Tampa goes up 3-0. At 9.56, Flyers get on the board. It's Cam Atkinson, his 13th of the season and fifth goal in his last six games. Joel Farabee and Sean Walker pick up the assist and where's Atkinson at when he scores? Right around the net. Just a beautiful redirect over the high glove of uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who was really good for Tampa in the first. Flyers outplayed Tampa in the first. They just came out of the period down 2-0. Farabee and Walker with the assist. Flyers make it 3-1. Then Jamie Drysdale on the power play gets his first as a Flyer, second of the season, and just a good shot here from Drysdale with, again, traffic around the net. Cam Atkinson down around the net, making Andre Vasilevsky a little kind of congested there and have to account for him, and Drysdale is able to beat Vasi. and uh, Morgan Frost picks up an assist along with Cam Atkinson. Flyers make it 3-2. Now we've got a game. But then later in the period, on the power play again, Nikita Kucherov. Victor Hedman takes a shot from the point that ends up astray, ends up right on the tape, down along, kind of along the goal line for Nikita Kucherov on the rest side, on the right side. And like a lot of people, when that puck comes flying to him, like it does to, to Kucherov here, kind of in his feet a little bit towards the middle of his body, Kucherov doesn't panic at all. He's got hands like butter. And he just one touches a pass to Isomont, one timer in the back of the net. Now it's 4 2. And all four goals, I looked at all four of them several times. Boy, it would have taken just an unbelievable read and save to make a save on any of them. Like the goals that were scored on Carter Hart in the Colorado game on Saturday. This is too high quality of scoring chance. To survive. They're just such high quality chances. And you can't give them up. Not against a team like Tampa. You can't do that. But we head to the third period. Flyers down two. 42 seconds into the third period. A week ago Thursday, Owen Tippett had what is the goal of the year? Maybe in the NHL. That backhand on the spinorama attacking the uh, Dallas Stars defender. Backhand shelf. Beauty. This one, 42 seconds into the period, Cam York comes in, goes to take a shot in the middle of the ice. Puck gets blocked, popped up in the air. And what does York do? He follows it to the net and then backhand baseballs it out of the air into the top of the net past Vasilevsky. It's an unbelievable goal. Just great hand-eye coordination on the follow-through at NHL speed against one of the best goalies in the world. Tremendous goal. From Cam York. And I just love the fact that it got blocked and he followed it to the net because it was kind of a, a one on two. There wasn't any other really threats on the ice. Morgan Frost pick up the assist. Flyers back within one. Eventually, through these good opportunities the rest of the period, unable to beat Vasilevsky. I thought Sam Harrison made some really big saves in the third period. In particular, there was a, a turnaround shot in the first five minutes uh, in the Flyer zone with traffic. He made a nice left pad save. Made a really good glove save, fought off another one kind of off the glove and wrist area. Um, I thought Sam did exactly his job. The four goals that he allowed, I don't think there's a goalie on the planet that would have stopped him. The saves that he made in the third period when the game was tight gave his team a chance. The goalie did his job. Yeah, the stat line doesn't look great. No, it doesn't. From a save percentage standpoint, we look at raw numbers all the time. We compare them, and we compare goalies, and we say this guy should be the starter, and this guy should be the whatever. The stat line's not great in this game for Sam Harrison, but you got to look at a lot more than that. When a goal is scored against, and if you want to assess blame, you got to look at context. Sam Harrison's stat line in the game is 789. He played a good game. He didn't give up any goals that he was supposed to stop. Yet, the stat line takes a big hit with a 789 save percentage for the game for Sam Harrison. A couple empty net goals then, 19-minute mark. Uh, they get one, and then uh, Kucherov gets another one uh, to round out the scoring at 19:49. Hagel and Kucherov with those empty netters, and the Flyers fall for a third straight game, 6-3 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, missed opportunity now, three straight games on standings points, and In uh, the Colorado game and in this game, they were very similar, yet very different. And first of all, here's where they were similar. We saw one of the best players on planet Earth at hockey just absolutely take over a game. On Saturday, that was Nathan McKinnon, who I think had two goals and three assists for Colorado. And he was just such a factor every time. He was on the ice. Nikita Kucherov did it in this game. Kucherov was stunning in the hockey game. Stunning. And these two star players, McKinnon and Kucherov, could not attack the game of hockey in a more different way. They play so insanely different the way they attack. It's almost incredible that both are as effective as they are. McKinnon is a big, powerful, fast skater. He's got power to his game. He's got finesse. He's got everything. And then you look at Kucherov. Kucherov does not like to play a game at high pace and in high pace. He plays a very controlled game and one where he he will rope-a-dope you with his lack of pace, incredibly quick twitch ability, and little bursts to create space. But he is the best player in the NHL with very little time, very little space, able to make plays. Incredible vision of the ice and awareness and just, like I said, buttery soft hands. And like on the first goal that he scored, second goal of the game for Tampa, the little play he makes to pivot out of the middle of the ice once he gives up the puck and then swing out to a flank to make himself... Uh, a shooting option on a one-timer from a cross-ice pass is just such a little savvy play. In hockey, on offense, if you're not constantly moving and making yourself an offensive option, you're worthless. You have to make yourself an option. You have to make yourself need to be accounted for by the defense because that's how you make line mates better. And Nikita Kucherov does it very different. Then Nathan McKinnon does it very different than Connor McDavid. McKinnon and McDavid, much more alike in the way they play the game at a a breakneck speed. Kucherov, completely different. I kind of look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and say, that's like an NBA team that wants to back you up, back to the basket, play a half-court game, and then the Flyers are a team that wants to play run and gun, get up the floor and transition and play that kind of game. So you have to find a way to force Tampa to play fast, to not play into their hands. And some nights that's easy. Not a lot of nights. And games like last night are where they make you pay. And that's one of the reasons they are not a good five-on-five team. They have been living on their power play all year. And they are not a team with tremendous depth. But when you have your top players and you put them on the power play, that is the result you get. A 6-3 game like we saw last night. And Kucherov took that game over. Flyers still had some cracks in the defensive zone structure. Tampa will do that to a lot of teams. But if you're going to tr- try and beat those teams and the Flyers need to find some wins right now, um, you're going to have to tighten those areas of the game up. But again, like if we're being fair here about measuring the goaltenders and their performances, Sam Harrison, I don't put anything on him in that game last night. I Look, not all shots are created equal. They just aren't. And Tampa, with some serious quality, not a ton of quantity, but a serious amount of quality in that game against the Flyers. Flyers got to straighten it out, come up Thursday, get back on the road, four-game homestand, homestand is over, You go to Detroit, who lost last night, go to Detroit, Got to come away with two points. I don't care if it's good, bad, ugly, whatever the game is. You got to find a way to get two points. They've been lucky so far. They've missed three opportunities of points, and it hasn't dropped them a spot in the standings. That's a good thing. But you got to go out and get those two points. You want to end this little period with the Detroit game and then the Saturday game against the Bruins going into the All-Star break feeling a lot better. We'll see if they can do that. And it's amazing because... You know, people have written the death certificate for the Flyers on a number of occasions this season. Number of occasions. I remember earlier this year when the Flyers, you know, they get off to a good start to the season, things are going well, then all of a sudden they lose five out of six, and the fifth of those losses out of those six games was against the San Jose Sharks on November 7th. That was the first time, the first pronouncement of death on the season. Flyers after that loss went on to win five straight, seven of their next nine. Then the next pronouncement probably came. They had that Nashville loss. They had the the loss before the Christmas break, seven to six in the shootout to Detroit. Uh, They had the losses after the break. They win in Vancouver, but then they lose to Seattle, Calgary, and Edmonton. Then they come back home. They lose to Columbus in the shootout. Boom, there's another pronouncement. Season's over. They this this team, it caught up with them. Then all of a sudden they beat Calgary. They lose to Pittsburgh. Then they rattle off five straight. And last Thursday, not even a week ago, we see the Flyers beat the Dallas Stars five to one. And what is probably the most complete game I've seen in six, eight years from the Flyers. Best performance. They're out shooting them 23 to 1, up 2 to nothing. They end up winning the game 5-1. to one. Owen Tippett's got the crazy highlight goal. But then since that game, they've lost 7 4, 5 3, and 6 3. Things change really fast in the NHL. So don't pour dirt on them. Don't sign the death certificate. There's still a lot of hockey left. They got to get, get some points out of the Detroit game and the Boston game take the break, come back, and there's your stretch run. Good time to get some points, though, would be on Thursday against Detroit. Uh, we'll see if they can do that. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Flyers Daily. Join us coming up tomorrow. We'll get you uh, kind of look at these last two games. We're going to have uh, some guests coming on as well for the Flyers alumni game on Friday. All that and more coming up on the brand-new Flyers Daily.